Hello and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from, you know, the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waiting ability to relate to the youth. As you do. I am Rock the Jake. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Cyberlink. And I'm Falero. And today is going to be a really fun episode. We're, uh, we're doing our first listening party style episode, um, which I got to say, I, with all the different things that we could talk about with Sonic, I love the fact that we have all these different styles of recording a podcast within our podcast, too. <laughs> no, no one can say that we don't go for variety here. Yeah, well, we've done a lot of weird stuff. Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> we were just supposed to have conversations, but now look at us. And it's going to get weirder as we go on. Trust oh, me. Oh, yes. <laughs> but thank you for joining us for our Let's Listen, uh, as YouTube coined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we're just going to jump right into this. Let's talk about the Sonic CD soundtrack. Yeah, like I will wholeheartedly admit... I totally stole this idea from an episode of VG Empire where they had Spencer Nilsson on, the American oh. composer of the Sonic CD soundtrack. I, I'm super excited to like really dive in deep on both of these soundtracks because they both have such a distinct style to them and they really are worth kind of giving their own like fair shake on both sides. Wait a minute, two soundtracks? <laughs> oh there's two of them <laughs> i'm seeing double four soundtracks <laughs> if you weren't here for last episode there are in fact two soundtracks of this one video game appropriately called sonic cd so let's listen to the music on it ha <laughs> that's gonna go over kids heads oh god i mean they're short so you know <laughs> yeah this was back in the day when you could just put a game into your uh cd player and sometimes music would come out of it into your sony walkman just skip that first track because that's the data track and it'll destroy your speakers <laughs> and your ears <laughs> we can't save the world from a cd player so just put us back in the dreamcast so we can do our job last episode we got into kind of the history of you know we did some investigation and i don't think there was ever really any like competition necessarily between uh sega of america and sega of japan it's like no we have to do our own soundtrack but just kind of like uh, it seemed like kind of a a cool thing they wanted to do like maybe there was a little bit of uh, trying to appeal more to American tastes with that side of the the soundtrack, but yeah, they, they kind of just ended up being their own like unique things. And and yeah, I, I think I said last time, like not to spoil it, but I like both of these soundtracks a lot, and it makes me want to look up. Uh, definitely, I'm gonna go listen to more of like each artist's work for certain, like. Hataya and Ogata like have done other Sonic music and Nielsen and uh, David Young who did the American version also did the Echo the Dolphin uh, Mega CD soundtracks which is an incredible soundtrack like holy oh, yes. crap they're they're <laughs> crazy good like I, I cannot stress enough how good they are I was literally re-listening to the Echo CD soundtrack like before we recorded because I forgot how good that soundtrack is. Oh my God.
so atmospheric. It's like being under the water yourself. Under the water, in the space, among the stars. Chilling with aliens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the... the, the we're going to start with the main themes and then some of the incidental music like Invincibility and Speed Up. And then we're going to go through like a block of probably each zone, like the two different versions. And we'll, we'll talk about that, like what we like about it. And then we'll, we'll compare the two. Um, because we did mention last time, just because of the way the game was programmed, all the past versions are a different audio format. Um, I believe they were... Uh, PCM files, which are programmed into like the Mega Drive hardware, like right. you know the like Sonic One and whatnot, um, and that's also why they they sound a little different. But that's why that there is no uh, USA version of the past themes because those were just too hard to go in and and alter altogether. Yeah, compared to just going in and replacing all the Red Book audio. Yeah, so I, I think that is unfortunate because I, you know, the the American soundtrack will forever be lacking, like in completeness. I guess if you want to get uh, into the nitty gritty, but um, we can still uh, listen to those and compare and contrast. So yeah, like you said, let's start off with uh, "You Can Do Anything," which is the opening theme to the Japanese version. Very energetic start. Yeah. You can go again. Go fall behind. I'm waiting for a certain bit. Destination heaven. Makes me want to put on leg warmers and run. <laughs> oh yeah. It it's hard not to love this because also it is definitely the song the the animation was timed to originally. Yeah. Heads up, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I really like uh, Keiko Utoku's vocals here. It's she has a lot of cool vibrato in her performance. Yeah. yeah. She's the Japanese Johnny Gioelli. <laughs> she, she's got that same little, you know, that little growly scream on those notes. I like yeah. That. That's also uh, used as um, Green Hills Zone in Sonic 2 on the uh, Master System and Game Gear. It's that little that little chorus. <laughs> yep, I, I like that a lot. Which, yeah, if we if we didn't say already, same composers as the uh, the Sonic 2 8 bit soundtrack, and so yeah, that kind of flows in. I love how that and also the um, the closing theme also works its way. The melodies work into this whole soundtrack. I think this is maybe the first instance of a composer reusing one like track for the tune of a completely different uh, area or song, which would go on to be a very recurring thing in the Sonic series, you know, Green Grove becoming Windy Valley and stuff like that. That's true. With the exception, of course, Masato Nakamura just using one of his uh, Dreams Come True's songs as the Sonic 2 ending theme. <laughs> I guess that I guess that's the that's, first one. It's not one. quite the same, but it's <laughs> it's up there. Yeah. 
All right, so we're jumping right into the next one. Uh, Sonic Boom, the American opening by uh, Nilsson and Young with vocals by girl band Pastiche. It's good to know these credits because I never knew them, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're surprisingly well documented. Yeah, Pastiche was a trio of, um, I think, self-described, like, uh, you know, jazz harmonized singers. And, man, they sound good. Yeah, Yeah, they do. I like it how it has a a very interesting blend of, uh, you know, lots of synth sounds yeah but you've got those uh drums and then yes that uh pounding electric guitar i do like that both of these songs have like um, the main singer's a female, which I do appreciate. Yeah. yeah. And they're both talking about the planet, you know, saving the planet, so I guess there's some similarities here. I really like the, uh, I'm going to call it like feel, like ambient feel that the synths give to the song so that the drums and the guitars can really stand out. Like it just kind of helps. It, it almost feels like, like a like a small room orchestra in a way. L- like the way that they can fill a sound with like a small number of instruments. That kind of it's that kind of feeling with the with the U.S. theme. It just like it kind of feels like it just like fills the space and then like builds and it's really good. Yeah, the the I see what you mean. The like the post production makes everything feel real intimate. Like. Uh, you know, you can kind of picture, even though I'm sure they were all recorded separately, like all of these instruments, like kind of shoulder to shoulder in a recording booth. I do. I I, I like that, too. It's this was the one that I heard first. Same. And man, I probably like ran around my backyard singing this, you know, <laughs> oh, pretending yeah. to do Sonic's little parkour moves because it is uh it is very obviously like it wasn't just a song they slapped on here. It was written for for this, probably mm-hmm. to you know to that opening animation. I think I said I think I do like you can do anything just because it is very much a it feels more like a sonic song and it is so like layered with with cheesy happiness that I really like it. But <laughs> I mean, you'll never catch me saying I don't like Sonic Boom either. <laughs> yeah. I do feel it's a shame. Like, I, I, there was a time when, you know, Sonic Boom, the cartoon and game series, was announced, and I was like, do you think maybe they might use Sonic Boom as the opening? No, of course they didn't. No. <laughs> they used that, I don't know, whatever. that <laughs> The most generic theme song in all of its history. Yeah. <laughs> P- PS2 licensed game, orchestrated sounding theme song. Weird, disappointing part of that uh, era. <laughs> even <laughs> worse. Even worse. Than the European Sonic X theme. Uh, don't don't say things you can't take back, man. <laughs> see you say that, and I have to put a sample for it for people uh, to hear right here. <laughs> Sonic, get 
I gotta say, you know, try, doing my best to divorce myself from you know all my nostalgia and everything. I think I still like Sonic Boom better than you can do anything. I I, I admit there's a lot of nostalgia tied to that, but also like. I feel like the weird rapping over the first half of the song doesn't quite work for me. I I don't disagree, but yeah, I they are a little weird. I I don't know if they add anything to it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. They are weird. They don't make a whole lot of sense. I'm not really paying much attention to them when they're listening. I'm just like, yeah, this song bangs. Yes, <laughs> that's just where I'm at. When, that's where I was at as a teenager listening to this. That is very a very valid point as well. Yeah. Is also, who cares? <laughs> uh, like I, I think I almost would have liked it more if it was just the countdown, like in the uh, remix of it from All Stars Racing Transformed. Yeah, uh huh. I could I could see that working too. I do want to say, uh, just so I don't repeat myself over and over <laughs> throughout listening to all these, uh, like the tracks, both U.S. and. Uh, japan slash europe uh versions of the soundtrack are very very 90s and it's, oh, yeah. it's and and it's it's delightful um i think there's only like one or two songs where like the 90sness of it like kind of detracts from me but like otherwise it's just it's like a th- both soundtracks are like a fun time capsule for sure mm-hmm. so we're going to jump forward to the a couple of the incidental jingles so we're going to start let's just jump right into the speed up themes for japan and the u.s I just want to do goofy dances to all these. That song was longer than I remember it being. Yeah, I noticed both of these and the Invincible ones are quite long. Yeah. Like, I think they're they're both like close to 30 seconds. And I'm like, was that always the standard for those power ups? Yeah. <laughs> I like how matter of fact of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, both of those absolutely work because by, you know, by the nature of CD audio, you can't just speed things up like you could back on the Genesis for when you got the speed up power up. And... I like them both, but I think that in general, I like the Japanese speed up theme more specifically, and this is going to apply to all of, probably going to apply to all the jingles because it's, you know, feels more cohesive with the uh, soundtrack as a whole. Like they're all derived from that Japanese theme. So it makes it feel like in the same way that, you know, the invincibility theme from Sonic 1 and 2 from like the Genesis games actually are based on the main themes from those games. It really kind of helps the soundtrack feel a little more, you know, as a collected work in that sense. Yeah, that lay motif. Yeah, I think this is also a great example of what you just said, Jake, of both of these are very uh, 90s, but different styles is, you know, like you said, you have the like the poppy techno of the the reinterpretation of the theme from uh, You Can Do Anything. And then the American one is this very, you know, faster and faster guitar and drums. And (laughs) I I like them. I, I, I like them both. I like that they're both similar and that it's 
it's the the tempo slightly changes and the uh you know the tone or the key or whatever changes to to show you that the like oh it's speeding up it's fixing to run out and that they both have like a similar style to that yeah the first one feels like a bit like a it's like from a supersonic dance attack cd or something yeah, and yeah. the second one feels like it's in like a american sports movie i don't know it's, it's like yeah it's very much that sort of like jingle you hear in america the second one almost feels like it would fit in like something like dreamcast or gamecube era sonic mm-hmm. yeah that does that feels more cohesive with modern sonic actually and yeah. Or um, or even like uh, the shot clock at a basketball game is running out. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that comes on the big stadium speakers. It's the, it's the basketball version of the drowning sound. <laughs> yes, yeah. it, it is a little bit like an invincibility theme as well. Maybe it's like the jingly sounds that just sort of associate with the. That's the, that's the official term. The jingly sounds. The jingly sounds. <laughs> yeah, the... Let's listen to those invincibility themes and see how they sound. Let's. Gonna tear it up on the dance floor with this one. And I knew that my invincibility was about to run out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> change <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love on the u.s version of the invincibility soundtrack i love i think it's, it's just a music motif that i love in general i love spaced out like areas where there's no guitar and then like just quick little chugga chugga chugs on guitar uh-huh. i i like these both a lot i love the 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 japanese version just because again it uses that same late motif um and yeah i love the the little voice that comes in at the end and counts down to let you know it's running out watch yeah. out <laughs> i like both of the the u.s versions i do think they're a little interchangeable like if i changed the names to these and showed them to somebody i think you could have used either or um just because of like the little the little key changes which isn't a bad thing i just i i found that re-listening to them i was like oh yeah they're kind of they're they're very similar yeah yeah okay. yeah and the japanese version you know which one's the speed up one uh, yeah uh-huh. yeah one thing i do like about the japanese one is um it's almost like you can hear the little sparklies around sonic <laughs> it's, yeah it's very, it's, i don't know about i it. really like the instruments they use in the japanese one because it feels like a higher def version of kind of the same instruments they used in the original invincibility themes from Sonic one and two. Like it's got that same vibe. And if I remember correctly, like a lot of future Sonic games straight up like reference, uh, like the progression and the melodies of this one. Um, I saw someone point out that the invincibility theme in Sonic Adventure, uh, it sounds like similar to this. Yeah, and, I'm going to have to listen you know. to that again now, actually, <laughs> for comparison. I know, so. I might just put it in right here. But, oh man, these next two, these are real quick, but, oh, I got things to say. A good way to end our incidental uh, jingles is with the jingles for Zone Clear Japanese in the U.S. I say that beatboxing to myself in my head all day today. (laughs) 
Woo! Okay, that's like Olympic music. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I know that. I love both of these so They're much. Very like true. I said, I I literally will say that you know, skip it a in my own head, <laughs> but also that that American one with the 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 synth and that guitar. Like I said, both fists in the air, punching. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I I just won the won the Olympics. I'm number one. <laughs> it makes me so excited at the end of a level. The, Amer- the American. <laughs> one feels more triumphant but i think the japanese one has a little more punch to it yeah yeah and that's a weird it's a weird, it's a weird sort of like ethereal i wouldn't say ethereal but there's something quirky about it yeah. that fits sonic cd in a way <laughs> i think we mentioned both of these these soundtracks use lots of samples um the the japanese one especially like samples other songs and i wonder if that that bit of uh, beatboxing scatting isn't a sample or if that's a something they recorded but I, I really love it regardless. Teleportation, yeah. I, I can't pick a favorite because both of these get me so pumped <laughs> yeah. at the end of <laughs> crossing that finish line. Yeah. I gotta say, I think uh, <laughs> for me a good measure is like <laughs> the thought I had is uh, which which version of this would Sonic uh, do a breakdance to and it would definitely be the <laughs> Japanese version. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. That's Sonic and Rams yes. style, Jerry Dance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but which one prepares you for the special stage that comes oh, right boy. after? <laughs> yeah. Talk about two very divergent takes on the same thing. Like this is one of the ones that I think probably sticks with a lot of people, both because you keep going into the special stage, but also it's the menu theme for the 2011 remake. So let's start out with special stage JP. <laughs> stressing out yes <laughs> stressing out just thinking about trying to catch these ufos <laughs> my uh my thumbs are cramping up <laughs> i have the pause button at the ready to save and quit save. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh the i gotta say the the japanese version of the special stage music reminds me of some of the stage music from Mega Man 8 yeah oh my god i've never made that comparison but that absolutely like holy crap like I'm listening to this and I'm thinking of um like the ice level where he snowboards on yeah, here. Yeah, with a jump, frost man. Slide, slide. <laughs> Sorry, right now I can just hear. <laughs> <laughs> Time's running out. <laughs> Where's that one in the middle? Where's that one in the middle? I need to have more time. <laughs> I think this is one of the uh, remixes on that uh, Sonic Remix album that um, Hataya and Ogata released, and it's super good. I think it even adds a, a countdown at the beginning with those, uh, you know, those panning sounds and the stereo channels, and it's it's really good. All right, let's jump forward to Special Stage USA. So I feel like this one also gets you super ready for the special stage, but in a different way. <laughs> like the Japanese one is a little more trying to get you super excited. Come on, get through this one. I think this one almost has like almost a menacing quality to it. Um, I, I remember the first time I played it combined with the imagery of the these weird UFOs. Um, 
and the the psychedelic backgrounds is and this music which is on its own is you know very nice but also um i, I kind of a little scary yeah <laughs> maybe that's just a weird memory i have as a kid that's going to be a recurring thing i think for the soundtrack is some of these are a little considerably more scary than the uh japanese yeah. version <laughs> I quite like it. Yeah. yeah. Like at one point it sort of breaks down and gets a, a little bit uh, ominous, <laughs> which as I guess is a reminder, hey, don't have much time. Yeah, I, I almost feel like that ominous tone fits the special stage a little better because so many of them are either like really kind of dark looking cityscapes or these completely surreal, like psychedelic uh, environments with the exception of like that one that's like just on an island in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah yeah speaking of um uh ominous versus uh you know light and peppy before we jump into you know the zones proper we have the bossed music and our game over music which is next yeah oh boy well, this is gonna be yeah i think we set this one up well um get ready everyone i am <laughs> yeah because uh these are both a lot for completely different reasons yes so let's jump right into uh the japanese boss theme like that laugh because it, it sort of like rings true to the robotnik laugh we know these days uh, the, yeah <laughs> that's probably my favorite part is those little laughs which show up in a uh, uh what is it one other track i think oh yeah i think they come back in metallic madness yes um, yes they do I love these samples used here. Um, I only learned today during research the the song it's from because uh, I remember a funny discussion on forums of people saying like, why is that guy saying whoop that son of a bitch in uh, the boss theme? But it's work that sucker to death, which is also the name of the song it's sampled from. And it's a funky little tune. And I, I love that that's, that's sampled here. Both of these boss themes are interesting because I feel like especially the Japanese one is almost three minutes long and you will only hear maybe 45 seconds of it because the bosses don't take that long. Yeah. Yes. Which I thought was interesting. The official name for the, the Japanese track is Boss with three exclamation points, but the name for the uh, US version is Robotnik. Just so you know, that's Robotnik this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump forward to the American boss theme. Uh-oh. I'm scared. <laughs> See, Spencer heard the laughs. He was like, hmm, yeah, that's interesting. Let me have a take at it. <laughs> what if we make it hell? <laughs> <laughs> Like, again, this might just be my nostalgia talking, but I prefer this boss theme over the Japanese one, because I feel like the Japanese one is too upbeat for a boss theme. Like, something about it doesn't quite jive in terms of, like, the tone they're trying to set. I, I acknowledge your thoughts, <laughs> and I don't disagree on principle, but yeah. I prefer the other one because as a child, this scared the f***ing <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
no exaggeration, this genuinely frightened me as a, what was I, eight or nine, an <laughs> uh, eight or nine years old, because this is, this is hell music. Yes, it this is. is <laughs> this is, I am being shown, you know, the error of my ways by a guardian angel, and he's holding me up over the fiery pit. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so, like, last week we talked about, like, the fact that my Sonic CD journey is quite different from everybody else's. Um, when, I was, when I was playing through Sonic CD in preparation for last week's episode, uh, I, I, I spent a decent long amount of time on, I think it was the Collision Chaos boss, the pinball one. Yeah. And I was listening, mm, to, mm-hmm. I was listening to the American soundtrack, like, throughout the game so far. And then when I took forever on there, I got sick of the- <laughs> I got absolutely sick of this freaking song. So I switched to the Japanese and I vastly and like again, again, Luke, this is not to like poo-poo on you or anything. Absolutely not. I'm just saying I got sick of this song. <laughs> so I switched to the Japanese soundtrack. It doesn't help that it loops so early compared to the oh, Japanese. Gosh, it's yes. only uh, half the length of the Japanese one, yeah. Yeah, again, thinking that they, yeah, uh, Nielsen and, and Co. like got the finished uh, game almost, and we're like, well, nobody spends more than a minute on these bosses anyway, so. <laughs> here's, here's where I stand. Like Luke was saying, like, obviously the US one feels more like a boss theme. Yeah. But I have to say, I feel like both of them go too far in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Like, granted, like, the, the, yeah, the, the uh, Japanese one is weird, and so are the weird bosses in Sonic CD. Like, they're weird and quirky and not necessarily ominous a lot of the time. Or good. You're mostly dealing with stuff like trying to melt down Robotnik's platform he's on by running on a platform oh, or, or running it. on a, a treadmill or something something like that but it's it's i feel that suits it a little bit more but uh i don't know about the jet the american the american one is great music but um only in that very specific scenario that jeremy <laughs> painstakingly <laughs> described to us. well here's here is to jump a little ahead um if you've played the the japanese soundtrack has a final boss theme that I think we mentioned last time was originally going to be used on some kind of, or there was a, a concept floating around that they were going to have a final, final boss, similar to like a, a Death Egg encounter. And it's it's called Final Fever. And the American soundtrack does not have a final boss, just the same boss plays. And I would say that if there was a final boss, that the American uh, boss theme would be perfect for that. Yeah. Of, of the scary, this is the last boss, you know, especially yeah. if it was some kind of giant Eggman robot. I, I would have liked to have at least seen like a, uh, again, like an American equivalent of like a separate boss theme um, that gets used because the, the, the final fever is kind of similar and it's like haunting vocals and, and, and whatnot. Not as scary as this one, but <laughs> I, I wonder if maybe that played a role in it. But yes, the song is good. It, it scarred me forever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really considered when you consider what the final boss of Sonic CD actually is. It's not. Yeah, it's not that intimidating. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> this this if we had a final boss where uh, Sonic is like having to hide within a closet or something, and Robotnik is running <laughs> around with a knife, like maybe this would be very fitting for it. <laughs> uh, I just feel like neither of them are really match the sort of boss music uh, styles of Sonic One and Two up to that point. Yeah. But you know, they're interesting takes. I think that the Amer- the American one fits better if you get a bad future and you're doing the boss in the bad future uh, area. That could make sense, yeah. 
um, which goes straight into the short game over jingles, which <laughs> which are similar some in a lot of yeah. ways. Game so, over, yeah. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Let's hear the Japanese and U.S. versions in sequence. Oh no, my soundtrack is melting. That's it's basically this one. It's like, oh, it's oh, bad time. And then there's a little like a little gunshot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now this was the one that scared me as a child. Yes, this one is I'm dead and I'm in hell. I'm separated <laughs> from from my friends and family forever. Oh gosh. Bad <laughs> enough if you die in the game. Worse if you accidentally let Sonic jump off the stage to his apparent demise. I was about to say, I have to go with the Japanese version because yes, I think they included that. The, oh yeah, for three minutes, Sonic goes, I'm out of here. And oh, toot toot, Sonic. What? No, in the American one, yeah, Sonic is, he is killing himself. <laughs> gosh. Fortunately, our game is not over because now we're getting into the real meat of the discussion, the individual levels. So since all of the levels, basically the present themes were composed first and then the past good future and bad future mixes were kind of built based on those. Uh, we're going to play the Japanese level themes followed by all their variants and then switch to the American theme followed by their variants. So... We're going to start out with uh, the Japanese version of the first stage, Palm Tree Panic. Oh, with the intro, too. Samba de Amiga, baby. I mean, what a way to start a game. Yeah. <laughs> this is the summary, like the most summary Sonic song of all. <laughs> You're not wrong. I love it when this shows up in, in other stuff, too. Yeah, this, like I feel like this is one of the CD soundtrack or one of the CD tracks that shows up the most in other Sonic stuff outside of the themes. Yeah, if I didn't, we didn't mention it at the top. Um, I decided to use the album versions that were officially released because um, those are kind of more complete because they sometimes have different intros. And those are also what I believe the 2011 remake took cues so they could loop back properly. So that's why some of these might have some new intros. I gotta say, as a, as a drummer, there's, uh, even though a lot of the stuff is like programmed drums and stuff, I still really appreciate like the stuff they do. Like in this song, they constantly have like the tom fills just going like, do 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 and yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're using like samples a lot here, but it's it's good good samples to use. Yeah, and in, <laughs> and in this case, the tom fill is very playable. Whereas there's a tom fill in a later song that is doable but not practical, <laughs> but still awesome to listen to. There's just something about it; it's just so upbeat. It's hard not to like really latch onto. This yeah, thing. this is a party. This whole level is a party. Yeah. <laughs> got a very uh salsa kind of uh beat to it and it's it just moves you forward it's good it really isn't like putting the best foot forward Yes. 
this is uh, the first case of the Mega Drive sounding music in the game. Yeah. Which kind of feels funny for, a, you know, for past music to use the old hardware. It's very, it's super interesting that I didn't really put two and two together that that's why the past versions like have that, have a, a similar pastiche but sound so uh, alien compared to the other music because it's it's literally programmed into the the that uh, you know Mega Drive Genesis hardware, yeah. which is why they were hard to remove. But yeah, they're they're good little tunes. And and again, like we were just talking about, follows the uh, the mix of that uh, present theme really really nicely. If this is uh if this really was made after the present one, it this is like a, a sample of a D make, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Sonic. I like this song. It's just got a nice chill vibe to it. Just a bit weird for everyone playing the US soundtrack to suddenly get this song out. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. well, we got over it. There, there is there, there is some definite dissonance um, between the different styles. But I mean, that dissonance is part of, you know, I feel like that actually works in the game's favor just because you're constantly switching between, you know, time periods and whatnot. Yeah, I think we touched on this, but uh, the the time periods like design uh, visually is m probably my favorite part of the game. How the past is kind of this very like proto civilization, um, uh, like nature has has not been uh, paved over yet with a lot of these zones, and you see that reflected in both the good and bad futures, which are. Again, like the good version is not necessarily like, oh, it's the past, but even more vegetation. It's like, no, it's like a, you know, like a utopian society. And I think the, the music mixes reflect that. Yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> no woos, just straight to the A's. <laughs> This could almost be like the final zone. Like, you did it! You got the good future! Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, this, this is absolutely like, you know, end of a game show where somebody, like, hit the final square or whatever. They won the card! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the final episode of the anime and they're using the anime's theme song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> The credits start coming up as the animation is still going. You know it's special. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the present theme, but more. <laughs> yeah, but more, yeah. <laughs> so that's the idea. Y'all, everyone is really enthusiastic about this in the background, apparently. Yeah. They're all into it. It's great. But what if it, what if it wasn't so happy? What if it was set in our timeline? Um, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the more industrial feel that, you know, a lot of these bad future tracks have. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that that horn there. Yeah, yeah, the little reference to the main melody of the uh, present. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of off, like the, it's kind of off key, so it feels wrong. Yeah. That's great. The poor person playing the horn is the only one that survived. <laughs> but there's still the A's, and that's so much fun. 
I almost feel like they've been like programmed in. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, oh man, is that more symbolism? Like, oh, instead of a crowd, it's now it's just the yays on a on a key press that this this industrial future is. It's all fake, <laughs> man. Yeah, they're all fake. These are all basically just like the equivalent of like the Amazon work, fake Amazon work, as they go on Twitter. Yes. Oh my <laughs> it's god. Like, how great their job they are. Uh, now every every single one of these tracks, I'm gonna be, you know, Charlton Heston. Oh, Damn you! You <laughs> blew it all up. Yeah, this is the Bezos future. What we're listening to right now. Yeah. Oh, we're getting it all out at the top, folks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this one. This is this is extreme. Uh, I do love this. Yeah. Uh, yes. you, you get the idea right away. Yo, you you done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Should have got that time stone. Should have got those generators. Yeah. Don't do it again. <laughs> Don't play it like a Sonic game, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Heads up, Jake. <laughs> but these are very good, especially as an opening zone. Like, uh, th that's another one that plays in my head is the, woo, yeah! Like I said, a perfect way to start, start a game. Yeah, so let's see if the U.S. equivalents measure up. This immediately sounds like first Rayman music to me. I can hear it, yeah. It's very interesting that they, they both kind of seem to have like a like a samba Latin influence. Yeah. Hmm. I, I wonder if that was purely coincidental. I don't know how much Spencer Nelson was listening to the original soundtrack when he was working on these, so maybe. <laughs> I, I Yeah, like I said, I would imagine not at all, because as far as I know, it was like Sega knocked on his door and said like, hey, you got X amount of time to do this. <laughs> oh. So when he was told Palm Tree Panic, he just immediately thought, aha, Samba. <laughs> could be, could be. Although, wasn't the original name like The Salad Zone or Sal something? Salad Zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, the healthiest zone. <laughs> this is like this is it's like a music for like a solid like a commercial for like some sort of solid dressing. <laughs> you know what though? I would I would absolutely dance to this. Wait, I I figured out what this song makes me think of. Welcome to the sun-drenched tropical paradise of Isle Delfino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does. This. 100% feels like it belongs in Super Mario Sunshine. It's very islandy. Yeah. I, I I do like it. It's it's another very good start to uh to the game because there're lots of lots of different layers and stuff to it. Yes. Without having like this is it's, it's similar to the first one like we said, but it's uh not without being too it's not quite as in your face. I love this little breakdown that comes in right about here with the uh Spanish guitar. Yeah, it's very good. This is also a good point to mention that, like, the U.S. Uh, soundtrack has a lot of really good guitar work. Yeah. So what happens if you get a good future in U.S.? One can hope, right? <laughs> this is the ones that has a totally unique uh, intro on the album version. Yeah, I love it's it, actually. It's nice. great. You know, maybe not as, like, not as bombastic, but it's like, 
Oh, you did it, man. You got a good future. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay until the next song. No palm tree panic over here, dude! We're <laughs> chill! Palm tree paradise, man! Relax. And also download your next subscription to this mindfulness app for $5.99. <laughs> Wait a minute, I thought we were in the good future. Uh, I forgot that this is actually in slightly minor key. Yeah. Or well, like, it's, it's not quite as... Uh... It's not quite as feel-good as the first one, but it is kind of chill. It's, it's interesting. This is also one that has uh, some backing vocals to it. I couldn't find a solid source if this is also pastiche, but if I had to guess, I'd say probably, because they pop up on a couple of tracks. That, that would make sense. Uh, regardless, I think the um, the the vocals on the, the US versions add a lot to it. They're super nice. 100% agree. There is a certain interesting quality to this. I can't quite make out exactly what it is, but it feels like it's... God, I hate to use the umbrella term, but it feels ethnic in some way. <laughs> yeah, I, th I've, I have seen that in my research describe that. I don't know if that's... Th there are probably better terms yeah. now. But I, I understand what the yeah. like, traditional... There's, there's definitely emulating a sort of culture, musical culture here. I just can't quite pin it down. Especially with this chanting here. Listen to this. This is definitely going in a completely different direction of the good future than the Japanese one. I quite like yeah. this. I really I enjoy all the layers of uh, percussion here because like you hear you hear triangle, you hear like kind of roto well not roto, but just regular toms, you hear woodblock, you hear cowbell, and then we go back to Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, a lot of unexpected instruments in there that I think adds a lot to the overall feel i think it, it like it also because it's you know a cd and it's like cd quality i think it like it, they really got to like expand the the availability of like just instruments in general for for this soundtrack oh yeah it, it is so nice to put to put both of these in your nice headphones mm -hmm. and cranked up and and just feel like every sound channel just pop with so many different uh instruments and effects and oof it's so nice yeah like i remember them saying that you know the biggest reason for the soundtrack switch was they wanted something more atmospheric for the American soundtrack. And this is one of those tracks I think really conveys that well. Yeah, this, again, I think this meshes with the design of the, the good future real well as like, not necessarily like a perfect heaven, but like a, this is a better start for a future than Robotniks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. But what if it was a bad start? Yeah, see, this is this is interesting because it feels like it takes like a bass from the good future, but mm. kind of uh, almost like not as extreme as the the Japanese version, which was you know almost like a different style. This one is kind of stripped out to where like some of the the joyful vocals are gone, and you can almost interpret this as more of like a oh um, a little more downbeat. Yeah, like a dirge or almost like a mourning of, you know, what could have been. <laughs> I don't Is it getting too deep? <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's but it's like you know the first one was like you know the, the these tribal peoples coming together to sing the song of of joy and so and jubilation and this is like them coming together to reflect on the times that they've lost <laughs> <laughs> That's another one where it's hard for me to pick a favorite because both have such good memories in my brain and also convey like what these level these opening levels are about so well. I think I like the present theme more from the Japanese, but I like the futures from the uh, American one a little more. I think they're a lot more subtle. Yeah. <laughs> we we just kind of had that little re- revelatory moment there. It's hard for me not to agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I still kind of lean towards the Japanese ones because it's just so bonkers, really. It's bonkers fun. And so Sonic CD, by the way. It's a bonkers game. I mean, I think, I think we're <laughs> yeah. going to find a lot of that as we go through this. Speaking of which, the pinball level. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, let's jump right into Collision Chaos Japanese. Okay, right off the bat, and, you know, I'm not a music guy, I can't help but think that um, some of the themes for uh, in uh, Deltarune Chapter 2 might have been inspired by, <laughs> especially those Maybe. beginning riffs. It is entirely possible. It sounds like a funny robot is about to come on stage. Yeah. <laughs> In West Philadelphia, the old <laughs> playground is where I spent most yes. my Yes, yes. <laughs> it's that. You're, it's you're that not time even period. wrong. <laughs> I even kind of hear like, oh, maybe even uh, inspiration for like future Carnival Night Zone in there. Yeah. Somewhere. yeah. It might not have been intentional, but it might just been not a fact of the '90s. But <laughs> yes. I like it. It's got a lot of bounce to it, which I think really works well for the kind of stage Collision Chaos is. Oh, yeah. I think it might even have, like I said, Carnival Night, but almost a little bit of that famous circus theme that's also in Carnival Night. Yeah. Because this is definitely like your... You know, bouncing around. I know most people associate Stardust Speedway with Metal Sonic, but this is the first time you actually see him in game in this this level. And maybe you sort of associate this as the song of Mr. Steal Your Girl. (laughs) (laughs) On my way. (laughs) He explodes through the wall and kidnaps Amy Rose. Oh, yeah. And I love, like, part of what drives the song is that four on the floor with the bass, or like the kick drum, just like. Like constantly yeah. driving, just like one, two, three, yeah. four, one, two, three, four, just constant. I-, I would have fun playing this on drums. I may have to cover it actually. Yeah, this is great, man. Yes, if if the present theme sounded like circus music, this really sounds like circus music. It's like if it's like if monkeys composed circus music. <laughs> it's like a cir- <laughs> it's like circus music in Super Mario World's cartoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and again, because it's it's playing off of that that built-in hardware, it does kind of give that that smaller kind of you know. It's driven by that little doodly doot in the in the lead there. Mario, why are we on the little planet, Mario? <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking me that, Luigi. We're here to get the spaghetti, Luigi. 
It's a time stone, Luigi. You didn't make it. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. I really love this part right here. Yeah, this this breakdown right here is great. I was going to say, I actually don't like this part. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, I guess I'm just, I, I've said it before. It's my ancient reptilian brain reacting to <laughs> sounds playing in the different channels. And I'm like, oh, it's in like 3D. <laughs> Maybe this is where we can start mixing in Jake's birth, actually. But I mean, like it, like, I'm not going to deny it. It is a cool sound effect and I like how it's used, but like, I don't know, like it just doesn't hit my my musical taste the way that it does others, and that's totally okay. Music is extremely subjective. Yep. It's lacking that kick drum you pointed out in the present version. Yeah. This is like if you're taking a light jog on a beach. But in space. Yeah, this is giving me like big. Um, uh, the cat. Well, I was. Well, no. Well, kind of, because I was going to say Twinkle Park, even though I know that is also a reused song, but in that same style of like, uh, kind of out like the night sky. Yeah. And, you know, we're in a wide open space. And like you said, we're just walking around enjoying. <laughs> the environment we're in yeah which you know what that actually that makes total sense because this is you know this is the good future mix and like mm -hmm. like you're enjoying the good future of where it's like not an evil pinball place anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's actually fun <laughs> it's a nice pinball arena Oh, I like this day. This, this is a nice song. This is just a pleasant try. So many of these good future themes just sound like they should be credits themes to other games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good lead, too. Oh, let's just have a wonderful time while Amy Rose is taken away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why this is a good future. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Going by the game stories, yeah, she's been bugging Sonic all the way up here to the, the little planet, and then, oh, well, this isn't so bad. I'll get her eventually, <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reprieve. That, that was the GF, the, now for no GF. Uh, <laughs> that, that feel when no GF in <laughs> That feel. Mm, this one's actually kind of cool for a bad future. This this sounds like a Streets of Rage theme. Oh, it does actually. This is a bad future that your mom doesn't want you to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is the unofficial theme of the Zone Runners. <laughs> It's interesting, like some of the like both U.S. and Jap Japanese that we've heard so far of like bad futures. Like this is a really cool, like still kind of like major key, almost positive sounding. I mean, there's like minor key in here too, but like it's still kind of upbeat even for a bad future. It feels it's a bit like it's a lot more based on the present one, but like stripped down and had some of its life taken away. But it still sounds cool. <laughs> it's also got that synth guitar in there that kind of gives it an edge too. 
like that. I like the how both both good and bad are driven by that little synth in the background that comes in after a while. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were just adding a sound effect. That's the effect. best part. Yeah. No, it's right there. <laughs> I, I like these as a whole uh, uh, a lot as well. They, they play off each other really well. Again, just a totally different tone of, yeah, like we said, like crazy circus pinball. Unfortunately, I don't think I can say the same for the U.S. version. I'm not sure this quite fits wacky pinball stage. I, I like all of these on their own, but... We just said a second ago, this fits more like the first 10 seconds of the level where Amy Rose gets kidnapped than the rest, which is, you know, silly fun pinball vertical platforming. <laughs> Maybe that's where Spencer Nelson was coming from. I was like, oh no, he, he take away his GF? Oh no. <laughs> take away Princess Sally? I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Don't get us started. We don't know if they got to him too. I think the, the percussion has a sort of chaotic vibe to it. But again, I think that's maybe styled up. What is the style they're going for here? It kind of reminds me of like uh, some of the mining levels in different Donkey Kong games. Everything feels like far away. Like even, even I, I'm, you can, I can even hear in my headphones, it almost feels like there's somebody with a, uh, you know, like a percussion, like, standing 10 feet behind me to the left <laughs> yeah this gives this this gives everything a different context i think that's one of the things to keep in mind while some of them don't might not necessarily suit the levels in their original form it almost like it instills them with a different vibe yeah and this gives it that sort of like ne this sort of like negative almost abandoned vibe yeah like abandoned like is a good Son word sonic is stuck in this kind of weird old ruin that's really dangerous because <laughs> when you look at it it is quite a dangerous zone this whole theme like feels like you're in a weird trance almost yeah maybe that was the the genre i was looking for was like a little bit of trance yeah with guitars <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you if that was a, a guitar or a synth, but those long notes are just real nice that they pan back and forth and... <laughs> it's like Sonic has climbed out of the hellscape that he just <laughs> found himself in. Yeah. Things are looking up now. I think I think the long notes, what's happening there is uh, the guitarist is strumming with the volume all the way down, and as he, as he strums, he also brings the volume up, so he's got that, like, That is cool. And it's it sounds like it's reversed on the good future. Instead of up to down, it's 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 down to up, so, so you get that little bit of positivity in this good future mix. This makes me think of like if Sonic got to like the top of the buildings at the stage and was like running across the buildings in the Starry Night. Yeah, yeah, like the, you got to the very top. You're on the top level. You're gonna get the best time. Yeah. 
something about the long notes just makes this whole thing feel like, you know, it's a lot more chill than I think that you would expect a stage based on bumpers and pinball flippers and everything should be. Yeah, kind of goes back to that. It's it it might not fit a hundred percent like the Japanese soundtrack, but it is striking a coherent vibe. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? Like, <laughs> I'm now I'm comparing in my head like. You, you hear this music throughout, or like you hear this and like the present music throughout the stage. You're like, oh, this is a good time. And you get to the boss and you hear like, no matter what you do, you're stuck with that. So, uh... oh no, the guitar is sad now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for the various stages of grief in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is another one that really, really gets that, uh, that uh, injecting that little bit of, like, sad negativity. <laughs> yeah, I think the electric guitar goes a long way to kind of add to the harshness of the uh, overall tune. Well, let's never forget how much slap bass adds to a song, even if it's literally just one note. You get that point. <laughs> this is definitely this definitely gives the vibe of a bad future. Yeah, but it's a lot more low key than what was going on in uh, the Japanese one. Yeah, again, it does kind of feel like you could have you could swap this music to another stage in this game, and it would probably still fit. Yeah. I also love like the 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 different um not necessarily offbeat but just like the different tempo bongos and and yeah like bongos that are playing like in the left and right channels that are like it's like they're on they're playing their own song but it complements whatever song they're going with it as well it's a really cool addition Imagine, you're 16, you're walking into the mall with your fly honey. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say, this is almost, this could have been in like um, uh, the original Sonic, as far as like s- striking that you're in a weird underground temple and everything is slowed down because it's underwater and also don't drown. <laughs> yeah, it gets that feeling across a lot more effectively than Labyrinth. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if, okay, so let me throw this out there. What if this music played during the special stages in Sonic 1? Yeah, oh man, I, I see know? that. I, yeah. yeah. But I do like the, uh, that little synth, the sound, it almost like sound effects in the background. It sounds like dripping. Yeah. Yes. Dripping off stalactites or stalagmites, you know, it's like. Okay, that's that's interesting because I want to point out, I'm pretty sure it's the, the US one has a sample that sounds a lot like when you grab a bubble. Hmm. So there's some, there's some synergy here of, yeah, little samples in the background adding ambiance to this, this underwater stage.
I, we, we've said it before, but this also could be like a, especially that bit that just passed, like a 90s anime special insert song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's the <laughs> Baby Muppets version. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, everything got itty bitty again. <laughs> this is a, it's like a prehistoric cave. Uh, I could almost hear this playing in like a point-and-click game uh, when you're searching around like an ancient cave or something. <laughs> oh man, yeah. And like a little cartoon dinosaur in the corner is telling you <laughs> what to do next. Be sure to click on the yellow torch <laughs> or to go in the right direction. <laughs> I can I can absolutely like picture Guybrush Threepwood walking through something as he, this song is playing. You know what's interesting though, like the the choice for the melody for that, like like it gives a sort of sense of uh, like honestly a little bit of danger, like like it's like you're tiptoeing and you're like being careful. Or or like I said earlier, you're about to drown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which which probably is fitting because because of the way the the music works, they couldn't interrupt it for a drowning theme, so there is none. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Alternatively, it's a skeleton playing his ribs like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. <laughs> so that's what Guybrush just ran into, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> lo-fi title tempest to study and relax to <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i like that that little hip-hop beat yes that adds a lot to uh, again we're probably just gonna say it every time to add to like the good futureness of this picking you up picking you up <laughs> is this scar now pick it up uh, it sounds a little bit like they've restored this uh they've they've made some good use out of this um old watery t watery cave i guess yeah yeah this vibe of like maybe they built some sort of hydroelectric facility here or something yeah. they have lily pads that frogs can hang out on <laughs> oh but there's but the sad thing is there's no skeleton to come up to you and say haha you're in deep water now make no bones about it <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting i was good to, i missed my chance to say that when we were playing the last <laughs> that was perfect timing though <laughs> oh man I, I love that like that synth flute too yeah just like it, this is you know this is just straight up like lo-fi hip-hop like 20 or so years before it became a thing. <laughs> Certainly before it became popular on YouTube, specifically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With anime girl. Like, this is, feels like one of the less uh, sample-heavy songs in terms of uh, what we've heard so far, and I think that that actually really works for the stage. Like, I definitely feel the drum, the drum beat is sampled, but it's not like, yeah. there's not, like, stuff all over the place here. Oh, you know what? This is this is like Gamma from Sonic Adventure One music, but like more aggressive. If if the others were 
you know, talking about this, you know, this dangerous but ultimately like natural underground. Like, I can taste this. One. <laughs> I can taste the pollu- The water's been polluted. It's too much Ew, salt. Oh man, all the like, like ro- you know, Eggman's badniks have been. They've dug up all like the silt and soot at the bottom, and so the water's cloudy. Ugh getting some real synesthesia from this one. <laughs> this is the most Sonic Rider song we've heard on this entire soundtrack so far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I, I love the instrumentation on it. I love the aggressive synth. I love the, uh, like the kind of the pad in the background that's going like, that thing. Just, yeah, adding, adding that bit of like, Ooh, you just feel like, yeah, you messed up. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There is definitely that grimy vibe of, like, a dystopian future. But also I get this vibe of, like, you could hear this sort of song playing in, like, a 90s house club. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah. when you're getting really down and you've had a few drinks in and uh, various other expressions that I've never used in my life because I've never attempted <laughs> those things because I'm a Sonic fan. <laughs> I went once, never again. Yeah. <laughs> No, they weren't playing Tidal Tempest. Why would I want to try Exactly. <laughs> You're walking by the club like, no, that's not my scene. And then this song comes on. It's like, well, maybe it's my scene. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was America doing <laughs> with this war? It almost sounds goofy at first, <laughs> like in comparison, I'm a, you know, this is cause I'm a drummer. I'm a sucker for like really good, like extended drum intros that are like also minimalistic like this, where he's like doing like little triplets and stuff on the hi-hat and oh, it's, it's good. And then there's the singers. The backup singers are great. This is definitely the one I remember sticking in my brain the brain the most because of the 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 backup vocals here, which are just lovely. I think those backup vocals go a long way for this game, for this uh, track. They really, really do. It's very appropriate given the level is because this also does kind of just give off those vibes of just. Oh, maybe sitting by like a, a nice po- a lighted pool at night. <laughs> Which isn't exactly what this level is, but it definitely like, it, it changes the context. It's like Sonic's having a nice time down here. <laughs> <laughs> I really like, one thing that like, I, I'm noticing this time around listening to it that I somehow missed the first time. As far as the drums go, I like the, uh, I'm not going to say liberal because it's not like crazy used, but like the, the well-used or China symbol sound that they use, um, like you might, you would have heard it like a couple seconds ago where it's like, psh, psh, like, yeah, it's it, especially like these days where China symbol seems to be exclusively used for metal and that's it. it like it's, it's cool to hear that sound in something else. Met a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Started making trouble, trouble in the neighborhood. I got one title Tempest and my mom just said... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be. If I ended up in title Tempest, I think my mom would be scared too. <laughs> <laughs> it's got kind of... You, oh, you know what? It's got like a R&B style to it. 
yeah. which really mm-hmm. leads credence or lends credence to the uh, the backup vocals too. That's what makes me think that this is this is also pastiche on these vocals because that seems like right up their genre from my my research. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just all oh, you know they're just perfectly complementing each other those those uh, different voices. Yeah. But there is a little hint of danger there. There's something about the <laughs> chord progression here that just feels a little like watch out. Yeah. Hey, I'm having a good time, but be careful. <laughs> I feel like it also just makes sense to keep pastiche for like the whole album because like why hire out a whole other like trio or more people when you already have like yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is a Donkey Kong Country track. It is, yeah. But it's like a it's like a mid-game soundtrack. Yeah, this might be the first one I think is uh, maybe a little too different from the the present. It kind of throws me for a loop. You kind of go from like a R&B feel to like a a song that feels like a mix between ska and rockabilly. Mm-hmm. It's funny because like we were talking about the good future when I said it sounded like yeah, it was a, they made a, a hydroelectric plant there. But this is like if they made that plant and they were having like a guided tour around and the guy was like, hey, welcome <laughs> to the title tent. This plant. Let's take a look at what how we make the water work for us. <laughs> if you'll just follow over here, you'll see the whatever the hell this thing is. <laughs> welcome to Chuck E. Cheese's hydroelectric plant. Yeah. They don't pay me to know about these things, people. They just pay me to make sure you don't steal anything. <laughs> Take a look at that giant pipe. That'll pull you in. That really sucks. <laughs> you get it? So, uh, yeah, I, this is a good song, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a good song. It's uh... It just it does feel like such a departure from the present. See, these intros are adding a lot, actually, because <laughs> I don't remember these. Yeah. This is another one where I'm like, oh, no, I can feel my lungs burning. Oh. <laughs> I like this consistency. Oh, that bass line. Yeah, I feel like this is a this is a better following to that. The base of that present version than than maybe the good future mixes. The guy's there with like a, a torn up a lab coat and is like, oh, the hydroelectric plant. Yeah, I remember that. Haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> I love that we have this through line. <laughs> yeah. It went up like a matchbook. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because it's a hydroelectric plant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told him there was too much spillage in the water. It was flammable. <laughs> and they told me, how is it flammable? It's water. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who this guy is, but he's he's the best character we've come up with so far in this. (laughs) The long-suffering scientific engineer. I really like this one. Like, it feels... It feels like it just really fits the vibe of abandoned ruin bereft of life. Like, it's... It's like... The area is like haunted. Yeah, by the the ghost of um, potential lives in this place. 
It's haunted by squealy guitars and jazz singers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is quite unsettling uh, in a different way to, again, in a different way to the Japanese version. I feel like the vocalists occasionally going, ah, in the background really adds a fair bit to the atmosphere. I think I would say I I like the Tidal Tempest, the Japanese mix as a whole, but that that present track for Tidal Tempest USA is is gonna be one of my favorite songs, period. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting because the Japanese one is like it's it's really fitting for the level, but this one's just this is just good music. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Like I'll take them on its own, it's really great. I I don't know if I can choose between the two because I love them both for completely different reasons. And like I said earlier, music is extremely subjective. So like nothing we're talking about today is a competition. You like what you like. We like what we like. But if it was, I'd be winning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, um, at least none of us have to suffer in the same way that uh, Terry the Tapir, the tired, traumatized Tidal Tempest Temp uh, apparently is. (laughs) That's the that's guy a, I just came That is a lot of alliteration. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, it's, I it's, love it's, it's it. True, it's true to the Sonic CD vibe. Everything's alliterated. Thank you. Rest, rest in peace, Terry. Uh. We'll bury you at sea. <laughs> oh, we're going to bury Terry. <laughs> it's not going to be Mary. Well, if we buried him, we'd have to go underground. Speaking of which, Quartz Quadrant Japanese. I love the rolls on the snare drum, like the synth snare drum. And that bass line is really good too. This makes up for the fact that the next couple of levels kind of run together into my mind, like design-wise, visually, play style, but the music keeps them interesting. Now this is not what I would imagine from a mine, but uh, it's pretty, it's funk. It's, I like this yeah. track. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> I wish I wish there was a video component because I'm I'm literally like fist bumping the air right now. I'm I'm so into this. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I would argue neither the Japanese nor the American tracks really fit the like underground mine kind of vibe. But I do really like this uh, Japanese track. Well, you know what? It's a cool mine. Like, just like the Tidal Tempest was a cool hydroelectric factory. This is a, this is a mine for the, with the kids in mind. Hey, you want to come and check out our mine? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I should say it's mine. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but we're, we're introducing a cast of characters today. I, I don't either, but I don't, like, any guy who has to work underground, probably not long for this world. Welcome to Chuck E. Cheese's Black Lung Mines. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this might be my favorite past past mix. Yeah, this one's really strong. Uh, Yeah, I I feel like this is... This is definitely like the past mix that I can get down with the most. This really does well with like creating a, uh, like not, obviously it's not using samples, but it's based, uh, the drum beat is based on the sort of like uh, drum beats we had in the main soundtrack. And they managed to recreate it quite well with these uh, limited sound, the sound fonts, I guess, whatever they are, the sound chip. I love those little trills in uh, 
the opening and kind of the pop up here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, almost could be vocals. Yeah. It's like it, it's like whistling through a tube. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good comparison, actually. Did you guys ever have like the the toy like plastic tube that you would spin around and it'd go like woo 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 woo? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what the those have an official name, but I know exactly what you what they're called. Yes, it does like sound even like we one had of those. something like that. Hmm. I love that little breakdown in the middle as well. Like that's that's one of those things that just always sticks with me. That's the breakdown that the guy working here is currently having, realizing he's working in the what's supposed to be a cool mine, but it's a mine. <laughs> <laughs> it is a mine. <laughs> Teacher. This just feels like Sonic CD. That's just what I get. This just feels like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. This is the most Sonic CD track on the Sonic CD soundtrack so far. <laughs> <laughs> get that synth accordion. <laughs> but you know what? Accordion is an underrated instrument. I agree. I mean, we can't all be Weird Al. Things really turned up for this mine, though. Um, I guess uh, whatever that guy was doing has already worked out. Uh, the Quinn the Quail, the Quartz Quadrant Quarry Quality Consultant. <laughs> My man. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I had to look up a lot of QQ words and then... <laughs> I had to quampromise at the Quamp end <laughs> Quite. <laughs> But yeah, this is just very pleasant. Yeah, it's it's one of those not not much to say uh, other than it follows the uh, the other ones very nicely, but just very good. Uh oh, <laughs> something went wrong. <laughs> Quinn, what have you done, mate? <laughs> oh no, Metal Sonic's in here. He's bashing up the cave. Oh, that piano. Oh, it's so good. It's interesting. Like, it's the same piano from the present version, but, like, with a little more aggressive backing instrumentation. This is that Sonic CD bass. You know, that... It's that dirty bass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I got to talk about this part real quick. This like industrial like drum and bass part. Oh, it's good. Oh, they're overworking the machines. The, the, <laughs> the, like Robotnik's like trying to really get it to produce lots of quartz for his machines, I guess, if that's <laughs> something you can use. And he's overworked it and Quinn's like, no, the quarry quality. It's quintessentially going down. Oh no, it's going, it's going, it's going. Oh, it's broken. Well. Time to quit. Yeah, well, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that yeah, that bass is oh, it's dirty and it's so good. And here comes yeah. that that <laughs> Tom fill that I was talking about earlier. 
Oh, it sounds oh, so yeah. good. It, it's it's definitely playable on a real drum set. It's not exactly practical unless it was like this kind of song, but like, oh, it's so good. That was something falling off the machine and crashing on the floor. <laughs> oh no, that was important. <laughs> it's it's like in the drum or uh, in the caves. There's just like one electronic drum set and a bunch of badniks just fell on it and go down. <laughs> 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 right, it's like oh, it's like an industrial punk beat. And it's, and it's fitting because this is very indus- industrial level. So. All right, I'm done gushing. All right, well, let, let's <laughs> let's quickly escape the mine and see if things are any better over in America. Oh yeah, this one. See, this is this is kind of like I said, like the next couple of levels kind of run together. I forgot that this is Quartz Quadrant and not Wacky Workbench. This is a very. Uh, th- this is American. <laughs> you are not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about an industrial mix. That's that's what this sounds like. You know what it sounds a little bit like though is like last time on Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's got um, the guitars kind of have like a, a ska style strumming pattern where it's like off like. If the beat is like one, two, one, two, three, four, it's like one and two and three. Oh, oh man, this is a cool mine. <laughs> they both have cool minds, no matter which country you're in. Yep. I, I forgot that there's vocals on this one yeah, too. Yeah, they take a minute to surprise you. It's like it's like in one of those like songs in an old 90s movie and it's like the, you see the machines moving along and then all of a sudden like a couple of women pipe up to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> or yeah like like a, a single on a 90s movie it's like introducing this artist and it's the only song they ever released <laughs> and then here comes oh, courtney with her quitar doing a solo <laughs> oh courtney and quinn they uh, get along well in the cool mine like, this song actually feels like something you would hear in the Dreamcast era in a lot of ways. Yes. Like, I don't think I really realized as much until I, like, just sat and listened to it in isolation without, like, the rest of the game attached. But Hello, Courtney, what are you up to? Yeah, this almost does invoke Act 1 of Red Mountain in Sonic Adventure. Yeah. it's Al City. <laughs> Everything fell into a computer. <laughs> but it's a good computer. <laughs> you ever see that movie, The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes? It's like that. That's right. Here at Quartz Quadrant, we don't just run an everyday mine. We have a mine of the future. A mine <laughs> powered by computers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, that's such a just a constant like riffing. Not not riffing, picking. I really like this track. It's just got such a chill vibe to it. Hitting the hitting the bell on that right symbol. This takes some turns you don't expect. <laughs> This is another one I couldn't imagine. Even though I just said I didn't remember they had backing backing vocals, I couldn't imagine this one in particular without the backing vocals. Yeah. They add so much to it. They don't surprise you this time. They're, they're, they're there almost from the offset right after the computer gets done with its thing. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it's any coincidence that a lot of our favorite tracks so far have been the ones with those pastiche backing vocals. Yes. Like, I think it really yeah. goes a long way to both adding to the tracks and really helping the American soundtrack establish its identity. This this track, like, if I was to put a situation to it, it sounds like it sounds like a very long intro track that a band would play before they play their biggest single. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> Get, getting everything warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's still computers. I suppose that makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> Similar, but uh-oh, things don't sound quite as good. Just haunting vocals in the background. A lot more downbeat. It's like they're trying really hard to maintain the facade that everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the workers in the background are like, no. Why do these workers have red eyes? Oh. <laughs> they're not allowed to sleep. <laughs> Oh no, it's a Bezos cavern. <laughs> ah. It comes back to it every time. Yeah. I really like both of these tracks. I think that, like, you know, I think that the two future tracks really play off of each other well. Like, I think these are actually the like two of the closest in terms of their general tone, but they have such distinct styles, even despite, you know, sharing so much of their instrumentation, you know, little cues here and there. These these good and bad future American ones like flow right into each other, like you said. If you if you cut it just right, like the good and the bad futures would like mix into like one really good, like full song. take the good and the bad and you get something in between i guess you take them both and then you have the facts of life <laughs> yeah <laughs> now the level we all agree could be cut from the game yes. with nothing lost yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh see i'm immediately hearing uh S sonic 3 uh electro special stage oh yeah <laughs> yeah wacky workbench does have the kind of that feel to it I do like this melody, though. I don't know if we asked this question when we were talking about the level in general last episode, but what is the Wacky Workbench? I guess it's some sort of, like, science facility that does something. Yeah, it's the first of the next 
three levels which also seem to have a vague like you know at least Stardust Speedway is like oh this is for I don't know vehicles and you know racing Metal Sonic but yeah there's Wacky Workbench and then Metallic Madness it's like I don't know a redundant is this where like they prototype things is that's why it's wacky is this where you know Eggman's got all his crazy like ideas that he hasn't fully fleshed out yet and also this floor that bounces you up into the level that everybody hates and yes, <laughs> nobody oh. likes this level. Yeah. He's just sick of stairs, so he's just like, let's just bounce me up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, this is a... Uh, we should probably talk about the music, though. Um, this is a very science sounding level. Yeah. You get this impression, lots of machines going around. It's fitting. It's I like that little, that little bouncy back and forth, like almost a, you know... A cacophony of sounds going on that's very fitting. Yeah, this reminds me of like I immediately think of like the Gene Gadget music from Sonic 3D when I hear this. I could see this song fitting in really well with um the Sonic OVA uh, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yep. Uh huh. They go for Robotropolis' lab, I guess, and this is what it sounds like. Oh no, somebody got the melodica that you breathe into and... (laughs) (laughs) I think this is another one of those, like, tracks that just always sticks with me when I think of Sonic CD. It kind of reminds me of um, Hilltop Zone, but like like a knockoff of it. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. That little, yeah, the... the, the... <laughs> yep, that horn leading especially. <laughs> I do really appreciate the, the just the variety of synths that we've heard, though. We see what we see in the level here because this is like before the facility is fully built i think you see like mountains in the background and stuff yeah so i guess this is like a, a, con- a construction site yeah is what they're going for with this that damn floor is still there though <laughs> yeah, yeah of course naturally that was the first <laughs> thing they made <laughs> i can't remember if it's the past or the future that doesn't bounce you as often presumably it'd be the good future but uh, i don't <laughs> think so uh, <laughs> I really like this one. It feels like, you know, if you if you want to score something called Wacky Workbench, I think this does a good job of putting in that wacky factor. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Sure is a wacky song. Future. This feels very Twinkle Park. Oh, yeah. It looks a little Twinkle Park as well, if you look at the uh, good future. This has that sort of Mega Man 8 kind of vibe to it as yeah, well. Yeah, it does. Um, oh, I, I, I love, like, they're doing that, like, up and down melody, like, on a different synth now that kind of sounds like, um, kind of sounds like a marimba. It, it makes me, it makes me feel a little okay with being bounced up and down. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the stage now and i'm like there's this little toy park <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this amusement parkish kind of stage uh yeah fits it 
I do wonder how much, like, the Japanese soundtrack had, like, visuals to go on. Probably, I mean, I would imagine lots of key art, because we know that there is at least one track that was destined for a cut level. But yeah, yeah, I do. I think this is, like you said, this is that ultimate realization of, oh, it's just like a toy factory, maybe? <laughs> That's what they've done. There's like, they've repurposed Robotnik's terrible, this terrible laboratory with bouncy floors and like, hey, kids like bouncing. <laughs> Let's uh, turn it into something they'll enjoy, a little funhouse of a level. Just make sure their parents sign a waiver. Yeah. <laughs> Has that one, that has the like quintessential Sonic CD Japanese bad future vibe to yeah. it. <laughs> so like, uh oh, everything's industrial and bad. The sirens and things are going wrong. This is definitely like a spacely sprocket factory. You're just sitting at your desk pressing the one button all day. <laughs> you know what though? Like the feel of this one, it definitely feels like a racing song. Oh, especially, you know, this part reminds me of uh, the final battle with Shadow uh, in uh, SA2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stars don't twinkle, moon doesn't shine. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I got to say, I love the sample because I've heard it in like other things of that like yo 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 kind of thing. In my hunting down this, these soundtracks that we are using as a base, I found someone had also archived like tons and tons of gigs of like samples that a lot of these songs use and a lot of like songs in the 90s used. And it just oh, made that's me. awesome. I just listened to a few and were like, oh yeah, this is so cool. <laughs> I really like this this bad feature mix. Sure isn't a fun house, that's for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> this definitely has that like robotic fortress kind of vibe to it. But let's see how uh, things fare in Wacky Workbench USA. Ooh, Castanet. Wait a minute, this workbench isn't wacky, it's funky. <laughs> <laughs> This is more like the 80s Jetsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, this definitely does have some very 80s vibes to it, I think. I'm just vibing. I'm just enjoying yeah, it. You, you <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh... The commentary is kind of fading out is because we just enjoy these songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I actually really like this one. There's not as many layers as before, and but it's all just very nice. So yeah, it's, some of this is just, oh yeah, yeah. this is a good song. Sometimes less is <laughs> Let's more. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh. Weird Al, where'd you come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, it's continuing on with the sort of funkier approach of the uh, present version. feel like they're having a bit they're doing they're getting down to work now it feels a little bit like yeah this feels like okay whatever this factory's making they've got a good record uh they've got a good strong union and their output is good and <laughs> they they have a uh, uh no accidents in blank amount of days and it's been a lot of days yeah no no accidents record time everything's going good whatever they're making here it's, it doesn't sound like it's toys like the last mix but <laughs> I don't know, maybe like nice practical sedans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really the American perspective here. Isn't it? <laughs> With bouncy floors. <laughs> this is the the, uh, the theme of good future Detroit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm right here. How do you feel about that, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> this is the future that Transformers Animated told us we could achieve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is just reinforcing that I really like the kind of funkier take on this stage from the American version. It makes it's a bit more like it's a little less chaotic and a bit more fun, and you might as well have some fun in this. Yeah, stage. yeah. <laughs> it's funny we were talking about like we all agree that this level could be cut from the game and nothing would be lost except for good music. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's the, that's yes. the truth. Even in the bad future, it's still funky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just can't control the funk. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a funk factory. Yes. Hell yeah. But in the bad future, it's actual stank funk. Oh, no. Oh, no. The worst kind. They produce the stank. <laughs> oh, no. It's a CNC music factory. <laughs> oh, no. I could never quite tell what the backup vocalists were singing. It always sounded to me like, "Hey, hey, don't remind me," as if they don't, <laughs> as if they don't want to be reminded that they're living in a horrible dystopia. Yeah, see, I almost think this is almost too peppy for a bad future track. I want him to crank it down a little bit. Like I've said, dystopia before, but sometimes I misuse it. This is the dystopia where they're putting on a brave front that everything's still good. <laughs> they just took the days since accident signed down because it was always resetting. It's just, it's just a bit of a bummer, really. They were just like, you know, we want to have a positive environment in our workforce, so we don't need these reminders of uh, past mistakes. We're looking to move forward. Now, we, we've talked about how this kind of sounds like future Sonic music. That guitar solo that just went by was a June Senoe-ass guitar. You are yes, not it was. wrong. I was going to say, that f sounds like it belongs in Final Egg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly what I thought of. Hell yeah. All right. I think, you know, we are, we're getting to the last few stages, but I think this might be the piece de resistance because ladies it's... and gentlemen, <laughs> we are getting into controversy town right now. This is where things get heated. This is going to be a rough one. So speedway in the stars star, star dust <laughs> speedway. Let's jump right into it.
I don't know what they're saying in the background here, but I vibe with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to be on that sample CD. I've heard that Generations version so often, I forget that that specific breakdown isn't from the Bad Future. There it is! Yeah! <laughs> Sorry, I just heard my first way away. <laughs> so I love all of these samples used in this. Yes. It's, I mean, like we said, we're going to talk about it, but the, the contrasting styles for both of these soundtracks is so, I mean, could not be more different. Nope. But the, the samples in, in, in uh, the Japanese version, just drive me crazy in the best way. Oh, and there's there's that melody. We just heard those sirens, and that's like, oh, the, the, the traffic's going past. There's like a police car going by. Something's going on, but never mind. <laughs> we're we're having a good time here. This is the most Jet Set Radio ass song of this whole soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that melody because it's from. If this is the first time you're playing the game, it's you haven't even heard that yet because it's from the credits theme. <laughs> That little oh, bit of right. yeah. believe in yourself, <laughs> cosmic eternity. And you know what? I don't know who's in living in this city, but it feels like it's bumping. Yeah, you know, it feels like there's a lot. This, this is a lively town where what's going on here. Oh man, I just this this is just so cheerful and fun. I'm I'm picturing I'm picturing a walk cycle from like a uh, you know a stretchy limbs cartoon, except it's like. 60s or 70s New York where oh. everything's like grungy but also it's the greatest city in the world baby <laughs> Luigi we found the spaghetti <laughs> yeah <laughs> Doesn't matter if you don't know what anybody's actually saying it's just a sample it's awesome yeah. <laughs> it's just wonderful like i don't have any like musical critique here it's just lovely i just had a great time here just because, partly because of this music yeah like you can tell that this is the kind of thing that like was a huge influence on say the studioopolis track in sonic mania oh yeah Absolutely. oh beautiful yeah it's got that like big band electro swing kind of thing to it yeah and honestly like this you jump back to the past track and you still got some of the samples in there <laughs> oh, you're getting those wah-wahs right <laughs> off the bat. I love those wah-wahs. <laughs> the wah-wahs. <laughs> I feel like it was one of those... I, I want to say the first time I heard this, you know, it wouldn't have been in the game. It would have been, like, out of context. Like, oh, this is the Japanese soundtrack I've never heard. And those samples probably, like, put me off just a little bit. But then it was, like keeping listening to how they they just add layer upon layer and they come back in each version like oh i wouldn't change any of them they're wonderful this is the, like everyone everyone who's played the a sound a soundtrack of sonic cd will have to have heard this so yes. <laughs> if, they went to, if they went back in the past at least they will they will be fully acquainted with the, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, the, the <laughs> is like one of those things that i just so heavily associate with sonic cd i couldn't imagine it without it I really like the um, the sound of this piano that they use. It's it, it's like it's like if they got a toy piano, but it was just like a little bit bigger to be able to resonate more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I really hope most of us, any of us have like some sort of like actual musical critique to get here. Because the most I can provide is I really like the where. <laughs> 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 Introducing, Introducing on Stardust Speedway, Hatsune Miku! <laughs> Gosh, this the melody that's crafted for Stardust Speedway is just so freaking good. It is, it, like, yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder which came first. Was it, you know, Cosmic Eternity or this one? Or were they, or were they like, in tandem? Like, I, either way, I, I love it. I kind of think they were in tandem because they are very similar in a lot of ways. Like we said, this isn't even, like, the last zone of the game. But, I I mean, I think this is the high point of the uh, of the game. Yeah. It's the most <laughs> Sonic-y level in the game. It's the level where you fight Metal Sonic. So, yeah. you know, they want to... They wanna, they're putting all of their eggs in one zone basket before you get to the final one, which is impressive. <laughs> I'm even... Am I, am I remembering the game correctly? Is... It's kind of hard to hear this because you, you know, you get the good future, you go back, get the robot generators or the, the time stone, but doesn't always the bad mix play against Metal Sonic? Yes. Yep. I, that happened for me on my playthrough. It's it's kind of hard to hear this version. Unless you go like deliberately for there, like one of into the future on like one of the Act 1 or Act 2. Because I think the next one is what people remember most when racing Metal Sonic. I mean, do, let's do, be real. Do, 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 do. This is the track. Yes. Yes. Uh, that that solo piano. If you want to point to one track on this on this particular soundtrack, this is the fella. Like it's telling that when they had the Metal Sonic fight in Generations, it was barely changed. <laughs> You know, the, this is Stardust Speedway, Bad Future, but what it actually is, is Metal Sonic's theme. <laughs> it be, yeah, yes. basically. Yeah. And it's continued to persist as Metal's theme in a lot of other stuff, like Sonic 4 Episode 2 reused this, and then, you know, Forces would later reuse the uh, counterpart. However far you go, Metal Sonic will always be associated with the Stardust Speedway, Bad Future theme in one form or another. Because it's worth noting in Sonic Mania, like you're not you're not in the bad future unless you're playing like Encore mode or whatever. But, but you're you actually but you still that there's still place for the fight because it's Metal Sonic, you know. <laughs> every every little bit of layer and sample. And again, that, that melody that I just, oh, it just makes my heart leap <laughs> every time it comes through these songs. Actually, something I wanted to mention earlier is that, like, upon this, like, second and third time listening through the soundtrack, 
the the vocal samples uh, I've definitely come around to because the first time I heard them when I was playing I thought they sounded like a little bit hokey and silly uh, I've definitely come around to the charm of them and I like them but I will say the juejues in this particular one still kind of sound a little hokey and silly to me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they are, but they're cool. <laughs> I think they reach their ultimate form when they combine with the siren halfway through the yeah. song. Yeah. And so yeah. you are getting huehues <laughs> and a a siren. <laughs> I'm not sure what it's meant to represent, but it's it's cool <laughs> to me. I, I know that, I mean, uh, the siren I always assumed was literally like, oh, sh <laughs> here comes Metal Sonic. It's an emergency. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what he sounded like, though? It was just like, it's like, oh no, here comes Metal Sonic. Mr. Steel, you're way, way. Yeah, very big, like, you know, heavily filtered, tuned. There can only be one Sonic. Strange, isn't it? As far as other musicality for that song, I will say that, like, the the element that in my opinion like brings that whole uh bad future which like like chris said we're just going to basically call this metal sonics theme <laughs> uh uh <laughs> like the the element that most brings everything together is that that solo piano of i mean like there's other instruments mm. playing but that like it, it's not like a chorus effect it's just like it's just the one note or it's like single notes hit like do 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 like it just it everything like kind of shifts down for a second so it can focus focus on that piano and that melody is already such a killer and like when you have just that especially when you're like running and trying to fight against metal sonic it like it, it is it's the hook it, like you know to use like some radio pop term terminology that is the hook mm. Yes, I, I agree. I mean, and that's probably why, you know, I it's hard for me to express it because I don't have a musical background, but that is the like, yeah, why it sticks in my head and I get excited every time that melody comes back in because yeah, that is that's ties all of that that chaos of those samples together and yep, I just I love it. I, I do. I just see I see in my mind uh, Sonic and Metal just racing as fast as they go, blasting through obstacles and timing their jumps and Eggman's back there in his little destructo car just putting on <laughs> Maybe it's Eggman going where, where in the background. Yeah. <laughs> just got a really weird laugh. Uh, I mean, as you heard from the boss music. Let's jump forward and see how they do it on the other side of the pond. a very ethereal sounding city uh different vibes different vibe. <laughs> yeah. yes it definitely looks like the the star part of stardust though yeah it definitely has kind of a space <laughs> vibe to it you know it's like i saw someone a youtube comment that someone says like the the, the american version is stardust and the japanese version is speedway like, yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's a good way to put it i like that <laughs> 
that kind of goes back to what we were talking about is yeah two different completely like takes on a similar subject and i'm i wonder if yeah there isn't there's some there's some cultural difference there's some there's musical difference it's oh that's why i love these soundtracks is that there is a lot of that in there is you gave artists like literally the same assignment and this is what they came up with and i i like it a lot but yeah i i like this one a lot just because yeah that that driving force and that that crashing symbol that brings it into the main main melody yeah. i will say like as far as like a and it's funny that we're talking about it this far in the game but as far as like a functionality like of how like each element of the game comes together because this this regular version of Star of speedway for the u.s version is a, a little bit more subdued it's not as like hooky as the japanese version it definitely helps to it, I would say, like especially as like a modern gamer of our age, it helps to focus more on the gameplay and like the stage, um, which is like you know either way is not bad. Like if you're focusing on the Japanese soundtrack, that's awesome because it is a, it's a banger. But if you're playing the U.S. soundtrack on this level, except for these like swells that you hear, you're probably hearing the music and saying that's nice, and you're like going through. And again, that's that's not bad. It's it's servicing the game. It's making it's giving character to it. I feel like this is actually you look at the background more. Like you're looking at the, the you know the stars in the background rather than like the the, the roads that you're crossing along. Because if you look at the roads on the, I have uh, one more comparison. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I would call the Japanese track like uh, if you want to break it down to like, God, um, driving maybe like uh, someone weaving in and out of like rush hour traffic in the city and the american version is driving like 90 miles an hour on a highway uh in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's absolutely <laughs> night driving on the autobahn <laughs> i just say like the uh, the if you look at the actual levels and you'll see like all the, like what look like tons and trumpets and things like growing out of the ground of Stardust Speedway, that sort of like chaotic thing. That and you got brass in the Japanese version. It almost yes. feels like it's being played as you go along. Uh, so that's. But this one still, I, I do like this one. It's got a real nice atmospheric vibe. See, this sounds more to me like it fits with the bad future tracks we've heard so far. Yeah, because the it's got that more like distorted, fuzzy guitar that like gives a bit more aggression. Yeah, I like those real those real prominent uh, notes uh, coming through that though. That definitely feel uplifting. Yeah, I remember uh, last week at one point, Jeremy, when we were talking about the soundtrack a little bit, you said that like for a while it was hard to like. I think I think you said it was hard for you to like kind of pull your mind away from like the guitars that were used all throughout the US soundtrack until you like really got into the Japanese soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I think that a lot of that probably had to do just like I grew up listening to a lot of like I mean music like this that might have had it that it was all based around guitars. Like definitely had like lots of 90 synths like you hear about this, but it just was right in my uh, wheelhouse and I had just hadn't been exposed to a lot of other music yet yeah and so when i um yeah when i oh, i finally got around to the japanese soundtrack it really like helped open my mind to like 
whole bunch of new stuff and is why I love uh, I love that Japanese soundtrack a lot. But yeah, this is, like we said, this this feels more like uh, almost in line with the bad future with the focus on that crunchy guitar. That little bit right at the beginning is like, oh, the gate opened, run! I, lo- I love the kind of like <laughs> ping pong-iness with, the, with like the stereo mix in it. It's that haunting, the haunting choir in the background that's <laughs> really good. And this is doing that uh, that use of guitar that I mentioned earlier where I love, like, like it plays and it drops out for a second and then comes back in to, like, kind of have that empty space because it's got that chugga chugga wugga See, I, I really like this one. I think it's, it's a perfect complement, especially to the good future. But I almost wish it was a little more f- frantic and heavier because yes. I get that from the, the Japanese one because, I mean, this is like the big boss fight of the game. This is the, you know, Sonic versus Metal Sonic. And I, I, I like this one a lot. I do. I think that might be where it falls as far as being like appropriate for the, you know, what is going on. Yeah. Uh, I do wish it would push it a little yeah. harder, maybe. It works for Bad Future, but maybe not so much for the boss fight. Yes, yes. And I think the uh, the, the remix we get of this in, um, uh, like you said, Forces, and I think even Generation yeah. does that, might even add like a little bit more layers to it that kind of up the tension a bit. Oh, no doubt about it. The, the Forces one goes a lot harder, I think. In like the intro parts, I-, I love this like kind of palm muted um, strumming on the guitar, like the ja 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 ja, following a s- sort of like almost standard rock slash hard rock verse chorus thing where you have like kind of the palm muting, and then when it gets to the chorus part, if you um, if you had the same strumming thing but you just open it up, and so you like instead of like do 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 do, you have and like let it like, and also if you let the drum set um, open up more because it's got a really good um, it's it's in the pocket right now, but if you like open up that hi hat and let it just go. Like that, that would like push it over the edge just enough. I mean, that makes me that makes me want to hear a cover with all those elements now. That's that's cool. That's all we want to hear from Rock the Jake, the guy who knows this. <laughs> <laughs> Speedway Present, the USA version, is my super favorite of this mix. I think they're all very complimentary, but yeah, I do I do really love the, uh, the all of the, the Japanese package. I think they're very nice. I mean, obviously, I, I it's just it's just fun. Yeah, it's good. Like, all both yes. of these are good in their own way, musically. Yes. I just like how, 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 much, how alive the city feels in, um, in the Japanese version of Stardust, yeah. Speedway. And then how dead it feels in that future. <laughs> I love a little uh, vocalist calling out Stardust. Hey, that's the name of the level. Whoa. <laughs> it's wild how that works out. 
Now we're in the home stretch. We got one more zone to okay. go, people. On to Metallic Madness. <laughs> See, this this gets my blood pressure up. <laughs> this gets me. <laughs> See, I mean, I can't think of a a more fitting name for a song. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. In my mind, this is not the theme of Metallic Madness. This is the theme of the back half of Sonic Man of the Year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is probably that. where I first heard this song. Yeah, that is absolutely where I first heard it. I really like that with the piano instrument that they have in here. It almost sounds like they had they, they had somebody play the piano, but then they literally just duplicated the track and like offset it by like the tiniest little bit to have that kind of like, it, it sounds like two pianos are playing at almost the exact same time. It sounds, it just sounds like heavy and big. Let me just talk about this organ solo. Holy Ooh, crap. Yeah, the organ solo is great. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it's those it's those big orchestra hits that you hear at the beginning and like come in the ding, 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 ding. That's I just. It, it, it feels dangerous. It feels like you, you, you just... Yep. And of course I associate it with the level, so I'm just hearing, like, I'm just imagining the swords coming down. And this is, this is like scrap rain. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what the whole level is. I love how it manages to loop perfectly back into those orchestra hits too. <laughs> oh. And then there's this guy. Yeah, <laughs> there's this guy. <laughs> Whatever he's saying. This isn't Mr. Hui Hui. Picking back off the uh, organ thing, the organ solo that you mentioned, when I when I first heard that, I was just like, man, we need more like synth organ solos in music just in general because that sounds so good when it like is done really well. <laughs> I agree, like a hundred percent. I think I found the lyrics. It's like they all dread this place we're in because of you. He's going through it. You got to get through. You know the deal. But you do not respawn. Get yourself ready for a fight. This time he's super. Yo, we're out of here. Okay, that's what it was. I just hear yo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Talking about hooks earlier, Jake. This is this tracks one. I was just about to say that is the hook, and I was I, I wanted to say that intro, like the that it, it really reminds me of Mega Man X. Yeah, <laughs> I love the little fake piano in this track. The, the, again, just like with Wacky Workbench, this level seems to be under construction. I think in the past. Uh, and it's, it's and it feels more and naturally the track is more bare bones now it's partly due to the fact that it's you know a PCM track and not a full CD one but yeah I don't know it just works I I, I love the 
I, I think we touched on it before, but I love the lore implications of some some of these. Like we said, what you know, did Wacky Workbench and Metallic Madness like exist on the little planet before Eggman got there? And I, I just like the implication that yeah, there was like this this industrial part that he just took over. See, if you want me to get into my theory, <laughs> I wrote up a whole thing for my fanfic where supposedly there was like a civil... Because it, it only makes sense to me that there was a civilization living on the little planet before, because why are all these buildings here? I know Robotnik likes making like ridiculously over-the-top stuff, but why would all these cities and places be there? So I just think maybe there was a civilization there before, but they're like lost in time, and we're seeing like the relics of their time in the good and bad futures and everything. Because you can even see it on the, if, you know, if you want to take the DA Garden artwork as canon. <laughs> but yeah, you see the, like, there are entire cities that represent these zones on that little planet. Oh, I just, I love that. And and I, th this music helps add to that. Yeah. Um, that I, I just love to think about it that way. Future. Oh man, this is, this is the prototypical good making a good future out of a really nasty sounding level <laughs> i've heard various midis take off for this even as you're constantly dying in that stupid bottomless yes. pit yeah <laughs> you feel okay about it because it turned out all right <laughs> again it just goes back to all of these good futures sound like credits themes yes yep <laughs> I love that the organ's been replaced by like a little pan flute, but it's still got those orchestra yep. hits. <laughs> they're, they're, they can't, they can't get rid of them. Mr. Tumnus off his shit. Wow. Metallic madness turns into metallic gladness. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! I like it. This fit, fits like that bright, shiny aesthetic of metallic madness. Good future. If someone made someone made the best of this terrible death trap. <laughs> Everything's chrome, and that's not so bad. taunting you because he yep. won <laughs> yeah like if you make it to this bad future you have no um opportunities to get the good one now <laughs> yeah, you've already lost even if you win you've lost yep. <laughs> oh, that's great <laughs> I, I, I believe that's how it works in the game because you you've missed the road you've missed your last chance to get a robot generator and you've missed your last point to get a time stone if you make it to the final you know zone three and this is playing yep <laughs> Yep. I think this was playing in my zone three. <laughs> like you might have, you might still have a chance if you're on zone one or zone two, but uh -oh. if you're like me and you purposefully like delayed getting the last emeralds, you could get all of the robot generators and time stones in the same run. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to do. Oh, that's you right. You it. have to. because yeah. you can't. They're gone. Otherwise, I love that robotic voice that like talks after the after the laughs and everything. There's a, there's a 
ethereal sort of synth here as well though, so there's it's not it's not all just brutal. It starts off kind of brutal, but then there's almost this feel this like this is it's a sad vibe almost actually at the like as it goes on. It still complements the other mixes very well. It does, but I feel like it doesn't go nearly as hard as the present mix, which is weird. No, the present one is just just like a mess. Like it's a it's a mess in a good way. It's just like everything is out to kill you. That's the vibe you get from it. This one's just like, well, oh well. It's all downhill from <laughs> here. It's like a punch egg man. <laughs> Like it's, it's most probably a bit obnoxious for some people, especially with all those samples, but uh, I like it. Well, let's jump forward and see how they do things in the US. See, this is one of those to where it's a completely different interpretation, but a similar vibe of like, this is the lights are turned down. Uh, like you said, everything's trying to get you. It's it's much more subdued, but still invokes that like, oh, this is just not a good place to be no matter what's going on. It, yeah, it really has that kind of feeling of like hopelessness and despair that you kind of want for a final zone like this. But yeah, especially once the, uh, you know, long notes come in to kind of just really drive home just how desperate everything seems in this moment. That's what I, what I like about this. Um, it's because you've just finished, like, the... You know, the intense battle, well, I say battle, race against Metal Sonic. <laughs> You've beaten, like, the the big, like, uh, boss of the game. Because Metal Sonic is more, like, the big uh, headline villain here than Robotnik. And now you're, like, stepping into this, uh, you're stepping into the final part. And it's, like, everything's cooling down a little bit, but it's also really dangerous. Yeah, it is almost like a little bit of a reprieve. A little bit. But then you actually play the level and you're like, oh, no, actually, this isn't a reprieve at <laughs> <Yes>. all. <laughs> it's going to kill me. <laughs> Yeah, the snaps is what I remember about the this one. Yeah, I was about to say, is it a snap or a clap? But it's it, it's just a lot of snaps. Bringing in those bongos again, <laughs> bring a little yep. naturalism into yeah. it. I, yeah, I like that because I was about to say the snaps almost immediately like, okay, this is the same place, but like a little bit more of like humanity has been brought back into it. Yeah. Like again, like it's it's less like, oh, good future, you know, it's it's perfect. It's more like, no, everything's going to be okay now. <laughs> Someone's built over the terrible factory that used yes. to be here. We're, we're converting it into something good. We can rebuild. We used to build robots here, man, but now... No, we just chill. <laughs> I turned that generator to a vape rig. <laughs> <laughs> no, any future with vape rigs is a bad future. <laughs> 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 Needs to be like a cool, like Star Trek space hookah. <laughs> I found it, found this hollowed out robot carcass and made a bong out of it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze the cat, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Egg the man, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I use this USB cable to, to light it up. This is a Cyberlink 420, my dude. Oh, my God. You come into my house. <laughs> 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 
See this. This is how you know we're uh, we're almost done here. Is we're completely <laughs> going loopy, losing yes. our minds. It's like, oh no, you were working on the International Space Station, but then you got tossed off into space. <laughs> Sucks to be shadow. Oh, that's actually that's too much. That's that's too much existential horror. I'm sorry. <laughs> this do, this does kind of feel like you know a late stage Shadow the Hedgehog uh, music track. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of it, another really good soundtrack with lots of cool samples. Yeah. Yeah, that's game out about something going for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's still, it's still got that sort of dangerous vibe to it, but there's also, like with, like with the uh, Japanese one, there's this feeling of, well, too late now. Yeah, there's yeah. no turning back. <laughs> it's it's not triumphant, but it's also like, uh, you might, might as well keep pressing forward at least. <laughs> well, we finally reached the end of the road. It's now or never. Well, we aren't going to live forever. So before we we before we go into the end credits themes, which are wonderful in their own right, we had a cup. I put a couple on here that are exclusive to the Japanese soundtrack because they don't exist in the U.S. again, and that is the final boss theme, which plays well on the final boss. And I think we mentioned earlier might have originally been part of concepted for like a true final boss after metallic madness. But I, I really like it even for the, the silly little fan blade boss <laughs> that, that caps off. Let's, let's give that a listen. Oh, not screwing around this time. They really want it to feel like, you know, super climactic, but I don't think it necessarily works for the fanblade <laughs> boss. Yeah. Oh, I did not earn this at all. <laughs> work that sucker to death. Come yeah. on now, work that sucker to death. <laughs> hey, you could just layer that right in there. <laughs> Uh, this is this feels like a this reminds me of like Sonic 3D Saturn soundtrack. Yeah, I can hear that. It also um, but the the final fight with Eggman and um in Sonic 3. Well, I can see you being like supersonic, like shooting through space trying to hit him. This would fit for a big level like that, or for like a giant robot battle or something. But this is just this is this is great, by the way. This yeah. is a good song. This is hard to deny. This is a, a wonderful climactic song. That's sticking in my brain, Jake. You said that because everybody interprets Doomsday Zone as the the ongoing med uh, melody is like a you know a metal guitar, which you know again Jun Senoue probably correct interpretation. But yeah, what if instead the melody from Doomsday was this woman singing? I think that would be <laughs> super cool. <laughs>
this would be perfect for like the mania final boss battle like this seems like the kind of thing that would slot in there very nicely it probably was even an influence on like the actual boss yeah. theme it's just a shame yeah. that this is on the, the, the I'm just imagining like, you're hearing this and then you're hearing the boing 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 the little pogo stick it brings me back to when we discussed this originally is the 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 line between okay they remade this game in 2011 it was very faithful also i wish they would have literally like unleashed christian whitehead to put in that cut zone put in that cut boss and ah uh, it's when that yes. screen opens up to the final boss and it's just this is such a yeah fun, yeah man. yeah you got the little lightning bugs as a buffer is like uh, i wonder if they even knew that like oh this last boss is kind of lame what if we put in a tiny little mini boss nothing mini boss right before it well that mini boss was planned for the beginning because i guess since they handed it off to the animation studio because they've got a representation in the yeah. credits yes although speaking of which <laughs> uh this next song which is featured on the DA Garden sound test, um, was originally intended for that cut zone with the antlion that we see in the credits. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I trust you, you're right about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked up, I made sure, the, the composer did talk about, he said uh, this was the only track to survive that they didn't, you know, they didn't do past uh, future tracks. But yeah, it was originally for that R2, or uh, what is it, uh, the other name for it? Uh, that's, what it, that's, what it that's the only remaining name for it is R2. Presumably the second level. Yeah, R2. Um, um, because if I remember correctly, the American Sound Test just plays the, uh, the instrumental version of Sonic Boom credits. That is another little cool thing that, hey, they had this song done, so throw it over that super awesome visualized sound test we got. I believe that's correct, yeah. If you look at the uh, the ending credits and the animation bit that survived left over with the little antlion, it seemed to be like a ruins, uh, you know, ruins that's falling apart as Sonic runs across it. Mm -hmm. uh, some fans have interpreted it as relic ruins, which fits the uh, alliterative naming. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the the name I've seen as well. So this kind of feels like a ruin in a way. It's got that sort of vibe. But I also like it as the backing of DA Garden as well. Yeah, I yeah. like this one a lot. Swinging around that little low-quality JPEG of the planet. <laughs> I threw in this last little uh, incidental... It's more like a jingle than anything, but it's what plays if you get the good ending and you see all the dancing flowers that tell you, You're so cool! just caps it off that you did it the little planet's gonna be just fine <laughs> you're so cool this sounds a little bit like that first part of like the sonic jam intro movie to me so yeah now we're getting into the two credits themes so we're gonna start with uh the japanese theme cosmic eternity believe in yourself again uh keiko otoku and uh casey rankin See, I, I love this intro because, um, again, in the, Amer the, the, the American version, 
I did not realize the closing movie has like a whole sound effect soundscape until the song comes in because they yeah. that is unfortunately pasted over uh, in the uh, the other version. For both the good and bad ends. Yep. Um, so that little bit can either be sad or sort of like uh, <laughs> true, pleasant, <laughs> pleasantly sad. In the end, who's on your side? Who can you trust? You're in the middle of the night. Where will you be if you can't find you? There's no place to go. Nothing to do if you gotta do something. You gotta do something. Believe in yourself. 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 I, I do think those vocals are a little over the top, but also I think they much better fit this song, which is just a cool song about having self-confidence. Yeah. Grow your friends. Don't we ring. No need to change. Stay like you are. Keep it all the same. But as you move along in your life, keep an open mind. It's like you've got two guys on both sides of you it's like cheering yeah. you on. Yeah. <laughs> hearing one in my ear and one in my left ear. Aggressively like, yeah, cheering guys. you on. <laughs> Like I, de- I agree that I think they do work better in this song than they do in the intro. And and these these lyrics are the ones I quietly sing to myself as I hear that melody throughout Stardust Speedway as well. It's worth noting, like both of these songs are in English. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Despite the uh, Japanese. Uh, main vocalist all of these themes are technically <laughs> again because as we all know sonic is american yep. <laughs> i always remember that little like breakdown in the middle before it cuts into uh this nice little outro solo this is very much in tune with like um look-alike in the sonic ova it's that same sort of song and, uh, it's just really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Some lyrics that don't really make sense, but don't need to. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Nothing about a caveman in this one, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as our final track on this uh, little listen party, let's cut to the ending theme of an old favorite, Sonic Boom. I think the fact that this version exists really helped to solidify this as like the definitive Sonic CD theme for me because it is, you know, we get it as bookends to the whole experience. I do like the bookend nature of it. Uh, I was about to say I'm a total sucker for, oh, this is the same song, but different. <laughs> but what they, that, that, that sort of like leads into that. They should have used the lay motif like throughout the soundtrack. Spinning through a world in motion. Sonic 
I think that is why like the the Japanese soundtrack is ultimately on top because they there is so much of that uh, like I said I keep saying lay motif but yeah why I, I just mark out over that stuff <laughs> yeah just like an internal consistency this is part of the reason I love the Undertale soundtrack so much because Toby Fox loves him some lay motifs yes. <laughs> I, I, I was r- really resisting I, sh- I should have just gone for it because I brought up Deltarune at the very beginning but yes <laughs> I, I was just listening to my vinyls of the Undertale soundtrack because oh, nice. so much of that just makes my heart soar when there's a note or anything it just comes back around this is very reflective like like the first one is a pump you up one this is more like let's take a look back at the journey sort of one which fits for the yeah it's a it's a good sort of calm down track cosmic eternity fits better with the ending animation but this fits better with the credits (laughs) yes if that makes sense i get what you mean Preparing for this episode, this is the first time I actually heard like the full ending of the Sonic Boom ending theme. I just love how it goes out. Like it just, it just, it just goes and goes. And then we've talked about just how good these pastiche vocals are, and as they fade away into this guitar. Oh, this acoustic guitar. Oh, this. I wasn't familiar with this. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, when I first heard this, I was like, oh, this is the perfect way to go out. Just like strumming acoustic guitars. Just let it ride, man. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> oh, that stereo mix. Oh, and it's so well mic'd. You can hear the strings. Mm. So there you have it, folks. Woo, that was a lot of fun. Those are some, man. some good music. It's like we went on a Sonic CD journey ourselves here. We went went all the way around Little Planet. Literally traveled through time going through that. Yeah, this was not a a little episode by any means. It's a miracle we made it through. Um, So now that we've gone through all of these, like, where do you guys kind of sit on the Great Debate? I, I'm sticking to my guns. I like I said, I kind of I gave it away last episode. I can't possibly uh, pick a super favorite. Um, I think I said like when I'm playing the game now, mostly I'm listening to the Japanese soundtrack. But I will put both of these on and go through them and just enjoy it from a purely like music listening standpoint because they're so well done. Yes. I'm in much the same boat where it's like, you know, I will go for the American soundtrack because that's what I grew up on. That's what I have the most attachment to. But there are such great tracks from both soundtracks. And I hope that theoretically in a future official release, we'll be able to like switch between them on an individual basis instead of just having to <laughs> do the full thing. There there are mods that exist that do just that. And it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, for me, the it's always been the Japanese one originally because that, again, it's nostalgia because that's the one we had yeah. over here. And to, but but that wasn't always the case for everyone. Like some people who started on like the PC version, the Gems Collection version, would have got the American one. Uh, but listening to them side by side, I feel like I appreciate the US one more these days, and even more so now I'm listening to it with you guys and hearing your reasons for why you like it so much. Yeah, uh, that helps me have better context for it. And just taking the time to think about like how it alters the levels, like the different takes on them, uh, how they, they they take different approaches to often get across the same concept and the same feel. They're they're, they're both just really good, aren't they? Even though yeah. even though the original <laughs> they're, one's the they're original. both really good. I feel like the the Japanese one is maybe a bit more Sonic, but it's not like it's definitely not like quite the same sort of thing uh, Masato Nakamura was putting out or June Senaway. Although there are some elements that would like return. Ah, uh, it's it, but they're both kind of their own thing too. It's important to remember that at the time this was being developed, there was no real definition for what Sonic music was because there was only like one and a half games at that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I just before we started, I saw a quote from I believe it was uh, Oshima who talked about how when they were doing originally like Sonic CD uh, started as like a technical demo, almost like a port of the original Sonic, but expanded a little bit. And he even said like, you know, that kind of contributed to the how the game turned out because they weren't they did not have the pressure of making Sonic 2 because that's not what they set out to do I, I i think that that contributed to it a lot um i think both soundtracks end up being so good because the american one was not set out to be like a cheap replacement for the japanese one it was always supposed to be its own thing trying to strike its own tone it wasn't like you know i harp on this a lot but it wasn't like oh you know we're we're dubbing this anime property for saturday morning we got to replace all that music so we don't have to pay for it yeah wasn't gonna wasn't gonna be explicit but yes it's not a cheap crappy knockoff it is its own thing from the ground up yeah and it really shows because music from both soundtracks would continue to go on and be used in a lot of different sonic projects you know generations had mixes of both the japanese and u.s versions of that stardust speedway bad future theme uh mania would have its own take on that you know forces would have its own take on the american one sonic boom has continued to persist for years and years and years like i immediately think of that cash cash crush 40 mashup for the 20th anniversary album that is yes. just so good yes mm-hmm. it's a very nice one do you have a definitive uh uh favorite jake <laughs> uh it's it's really hard for me to decide and especially because like we've established at this point that my sonic cd journey has been newer than everybody else's here um it's really hard for me to decide because there's there's just legitimately good hits and really really good instrumentation choices in both soundtracks i love how the samples get used in the japanese soundtrack and i love how some of the more organic instruments get used in the u.s soundtrack um man okay it's uh, just good stuff good it's stuff. just yeah. good stuff if you if you if you give me five seconds to just feel my heart i will give you an answer here we go this is not indicative of further research and i may change my mind later but as of now I think I bop with the Japanese soundtrack just a little bit more. 
Oh my goodness, right. he's been converted. <laughs> we got another one. We have a consensus. Well, oh that's it. Goodness. Show's over. Nobody can ever argue about it again. I guess I guess I have to get kicked off the podcast now. <laughs> that said, I Sonic Boom is my absolute favorite track of like my favorite like vocal track of anything from Sonic CD, and like it's it's like the perfect opener and the perfect ender in my mind. Yeah, like like I said, my opinion may change like even in just a week, but <laughs> but like it, but like I had to think about it for five seconds, and it's especially cool like man, like the Japanese version of Stardust Speedway is. It's killer. It's so good. It really <laughs> is. I mean, ultimately, I think what we're getting down to is no matter which way you go, you can't go wrong, period. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not really the lesson of Sonic CD. Um, if you, yeah. <laughs> things can go very wrong if you go the wrong way. Uh, and the soundtrack will let you know. <laughs> that's true, but you you will always have a good future regardless of which soundtrack you pick in this regard. I agree. Um, oh, man, I'm... I was really nervous about this one because I thought, oh god, I'm surrounded by Americans. I know which way they're going. (laughs) (laughs) That's often my concern on this podcast, the only British one. But I've I've had my expectations um, shattered like many times being alongside you guys. Like we always say, it doesn't matter whether you're an American fan, British fan, Japanese fan. If there's anybody who's listening out there, please write in. We want to know you exist. But... Like, here, all Sonic is valid, and we are here to support all of it. Except that one thing. You know what we're talking about. And, you know, like we've been saying, that wraps up this episode. This was this was an incredibly fun episode to do, and I, I honestly cannot wait for more Listening Party episodes because this has been so fun, and I, I'm sure everybody agrees, right? Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I definitely want to do one for... Another comparison one for the Sonic 3D soundtrack, because Ooh. those are another oh, case yeah. where it's like two very different takes in the same zones. <laughs> I was going to be like, are there any other ones that there's a split soundtrack other than the anime? But yeah, I guess so. Well, that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll that'll be for another day. Uh, so uh, as always, we're going to tease our socials. You can find me at RockTheJake on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. You can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420. I'm going to tease my social. Haha, <laughs> take that. You're a social media. You're terrible and you thrive on <laughs> the suffering and misery of others. <laughs> yeah, uh, take him down. Uh, you can find me on most social medias as Falero. That's F A U L E R. No, wait. <laughs> Double R O. There we go. <laughs> I was like, you got this jingle, man. Close enough. <laughs> and uh, and as always, super special thanks to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song, which comes from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check it out on YouTube, Bandcamp. It's also streaming on different platforms. And also just go check out Amy on Twitter and YouTube and Instagram. Uh, fantastic follow, fantastic music. Always a good time. And yeah, this, show, this show would not be the same without that amazing music. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it sets the tone every time. <laughs> We've got to compliment music on this episode. That's one of the things. That's the theme of this one. <laughs> oh, Amen to that. Yes. Um, and as far as our next episode, we are going to be talking about some of these, as part of our big blowout extravaganza for Sonic CD, we're going to be talking about some of the Sonic CD comic adaptations. We're getting right back into those comics. 
Yeah, so we are going to look at three different interpretations, let's say, of the Sonic CD story. Uh, one from early Archie, issue 25. One from late Archie, issue 290, the final issue. Oh. And the Sonic Terminator arc from Sonic the Comic, issues 24 to 28. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 knew, I knew you would be jazzed. <laughs> the Britishness, it appears. <laughs> I'm excited. I read, you know, Sonic Terminator relatively recently, so that's still fairly fresh in my mind, but it's been a while since I've gone back to either of those Archie issues, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they all kind of stack up against one another. Oh, I'm glad we're going to compare and contrast another Sonic CD thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that we're all looking forward to that, and again, this has been such a wonderful episode, and I'm just going to say real quick, I'm super thankful to be part of this, and I'm thankful that we all get to do this together. Aww. I am, I, 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 like I said, I am so glad we had uh, people who actually know music things and not just me saying, oh, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that made this, this whole experience for me is to, yeah. to understand like some of those aspects. It was very yeah, This cool, has been so. an absolute blast. Thank yeah. you for letting me gush all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Thank you all so much for listening to this. Y'all y'all make this worth it and we we look forward to like so many more Sonic topics cuz as you have you seen like we've gotten this far and there's still so much to talk about and it's going to be a lot of fun. Seriously, our document with ideas is very very long. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening. I have been Rock the Jake. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Cyberlink. And I'm Falero and this has been The Hill is Always Greener. And hey, don't forget Happiness is always so much more enjoyable when it's based on the misery of millions. <laughs> Social media! Yeah! <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>